Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast. I think episode 16. It's been a minute though, I'd say. Um, we'd like to probably get these out a bit sooner, but I don't know. With you know, there's lots of things that didn't time up that well lately. You know, uh, like you had a lot of days off and I didn't and stuff. Yeah, that's the problem with real life is that work always interferes with it. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's a good it's a good like we'll get it. You know, it's just still this is early, right? Oh, of course, of course. Glad we're just still doing it and yeah, sticking with it. Cause yeah, yeah, you were pretty good though lately, or uh, more or less, yeah. Just keep doing what I'm doing, and you know, keep earning money so I can buy more things. I mean, that's how it works. That's my life, right? Yeah, saving for the trip, right? Cause I always see you posting uh, grub cons, grub grub cons on. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just, it's <laughs> it's like less than seven months to the time when I'm going to be on an airplane. So I mean, this is the thing. I have to get the uh, buy the airplane ticket, start planning dates on the other end, and just it's that is hard work when you're away for three weeks in Europe where you don't go regularly or have never been. It's hard to plan that because you just don't know where to start, right? Yeah, no, that scares me. Like, I am envious of you, like, not of the trip, but just that you can go on the trip. Because, <laughs> like, I don't see... I'm swimming over there. I'm not flying, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's just that, that part. But, yeah, I'm happy for you. That'll be so fun and exciting. And, wow, hitting thrift stores in, like, Switzerland and stuff, that's going to be killer. Well, that's the whole point. I'm going over there so I can go to thrift stores. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, that is, like, a main thing. And all my friends are the same, like, kind of person, like, collectors. So they know where all the thrift stores are. So literally, like, you know, oh, I'm in Holland. Oh, well, let's go to the thrift store you know i I don't give a i don't care about a a windmill let's show me a thrift store totally yeah no that's really cool i'd love to do that i'll still be here digging through the Kelowna bins like a rat but (laughs) (laughs) no no yeah it's fun yeah that's a lot lots to look forward to though a big year for you you just should get through the grind still right now like Uh, we all are yeah for sure that's the worst part about it is just counting down every day until payday i mean it's 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 what everybody does totally yeah i know i'm i feel like i'm in the grind too just from work and other stuff and side stuff and you know just kind of wanting to make content and like you know just kind of put my head down and just working and just grinding away for now you know yeah yeah well it's that time of year where Mm -hmm. days seem to take longer to to get through and you know after christmas you know there's there is no real like event look you're looking forward to or to make time pass faster it's just like oh it's still february oh no yeah no the thing i like about a birthday in april is like the springs there's the change there's something to somewhat look forward to i know it's like sucks a birthday but you know what i mean just something like okay like moving on a new time is happening. yeah yeah so I'm, i do look forward to april and like the spring you know yeah but yeah it's a gloomy long days drug out right now yeah for sure and the weather sucks and in mm-hmm. my birthday's at the end of the end of february so it's like you oh, know yeah yeah usually it's raining on my birthday and I, I i hate my birthday anyway so it's like uh i just that seems to arrive faster every year but i just i never like that I, I, I don't like acknowledging my birthday because I didn't really do anything. So there's no reason that I should be congratulated for anything because, you know, all I did was get born, which wasn't yeah. my choice. So it seems to be, you know, my mom should be the one that's the happy one because she got to, you know, evict me from her body. 
however many years ago. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, my birthday, it's just for me, it's just another day. Yeah, no, I always like birthdays in a weird way. Like, yeah, it sucks getting older, but I do like the like the reflection and like stuff like that. I've noticed at times in my life that that's really come into play. Like I'm getting older and like I'll actually set out things or like actually do them or like just take a more retrospect on things, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Looking back. I know probably part of getting older, but you know what I mean? It's just like, I do, and it's spring, right? So it's like, you're, it's like, you know, everything feels fresh and new. You know? Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, no, you, you, that, that part is true. And I mean, like in the last couple of years, the, the, the amount of like personal growth, you know, that I, that I've gone through, uh, you know, it's nice to look back at five years ago and think how much of a, a, a just how crummy everything was in comparison to now. So oh, yeah, totally. I do have that. Like, yeah, no, flat, especially the last five years, it's been a lot of change for me as well. Like total flip flop. But no, you know, coming just to my real self, not being masked behind like negativity as much. You know, mm-hmm. you can still joke around, have fun. But you know, just before, it, yeah, it came from a dark place. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, lots of stuff. You know, lots of stuff. Transformers news. Go over some VHS and memories, and yeah, some viewer questions. So that'd be pretty fun. Yes, <laughs> get that started. That. Well, we'll dive right into the Transformer Transformers news. Transformers Bumblebee Cyberverse um, adventure trailer. It's season three, so season three of uh, Cyberverse Bumblebee, I guess, came out. And yeah, there's new characters and toys, and we're mostly interested in the toys. So there's new Hammerbite, Thunder Howl, Wild Wheel, and Meteor Fire. So yeah, um, I guess right off the bat, um, what do you? Which one would you say yours your favorite? Oh God, see this. This is exactly the kind of figure that i'm starting to like are these cartoony figures so i mean i i i seriously except for optimus i would probably buy all well and maybe bumblebee i would probably buy all of these things these are all exactly the kind of things that i like so i i'm not there, there doesn't seem to be any preference in my mind like hammerbite is amazing that uh, hammerhead shark like Mm-hmm. Transformer, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Yes, take my money. Really cool. Like his his shark mode looks like super awesome. Yeah, and how he has that trident crown in the robot mode, and like he kind of yeah, a mermaid ish style, but not like he looks really cool in that robot mode. Oh, for sure. I mean, right down the list, I would literally tick mark these and just buy them if I saw them. But the problem is, is where am I going to find these? This uh, it, this is Vancouver. We get nothing here. <laughs> yeah, no. I was talking about that with an employee at Toys R Us today. That they're saying like they're saying like, what we always say like you know in bigger cities it's more pick through more people more collectors like here you actually have a chance in a smaller town to like actually find these guys and stuff. Yeah, I mean I don't know where are these gonna be. Like Walmart and Toys R Us for sure. Great. Uh, Like I've seen nothing at Walmart and Toys R Us. So this is just this is going to be one of those situations where you know, I I I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm just not going to be able to find these things. Yeah, I yeah here I know they'll be around when they come, but they'll like you know, kind of put them out in waves and all that. But um, I really like that Thunder Howl too. Like. He's puking that laser beam up and that just that alt mode, his like little tiger mode is really cool. Yeah, no, I, totally. Like, 
these are amazing figures. And I mean, it, it's just lately that I've been more interested in these, uh, you know, stylized figures that like, I just, well, as soon as you sent me the link and I saw these pictures, I was just like, my, why did you do this to me? Like, this is just more my, I mean, if I could just insert money into the screen and get these, this would be happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, the, I like that Thunder Howl. It's robot mode too. It looks so cool. Like a knight kind of has the shield and the sword and like kind of like the knight outfit it reminds me of. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. I, just even the, yeah, the ones that just show the concept art, like it's, yeah, they're just, it's it's everything I want. Like I even like the Optimus Prime, and you know how many Optimus Primes do, does a human being actually need? Mm-hmm. I mean, you end up with as soon as you become a Transformers collector, you end up with like three Optimus Primes just as default. Like they just show up in your collection. But the, I love it. I love everything about this. This is exactly this speaks to me. Yeah, the th- thing with me is like this is part of that Cyberverse line that I'm collecting all sealed. So yeah, like, I have yeah. to buy doubles if I'm going to open any of these. <laughs> and I, I'm going to buy them all, like if as many as I can. Like I'm not going, like I said, I'm trying to go for a full collection, but I'm not trying to go out of my way. Like I'm just trying to like get what I anything I can that yeah. like, not going like not going on the internet and like buying things that I need for it. Yeah, you know I'll do that down the road or something. But I'm not, right. I'm not trying to spend ha- hundreds trying to complete this collection, but. I really like having this stuff sealed. It looks so cool, like all my Cyberverse stuff. I want to do a video on it one day, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the packaging is really, like, really nice packaging on this stuff. And, you know, like, I'm all for stuff in boxes. I, I love that. But, you know, like, keeping them sealed, that's that's where it's at mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, but it's hard, too, right? Oh, of course. But yeah, the Bumblebee, it, it looks okay. Even like you said, the Optimus Prime, I like the Starscream. Um, yeah, all these figures, like the Megatron kind of, they didn't change enough. It doesn't look like, kind of looks blonde the same. But. Yeah, that's the only one that just feels like they just just got a repaint on it or something, you know, or mm-hmm. just maybe tweaked a bit. But mm-hmm. I've seen so many Megatrons that right? this is just, uh, I don't, my, you know, I don't need that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of the pictures of the unrendered guys look pretty cool as well. Oh, everything about this. I love everything about this. I can't wait to actually physically get them in my hands, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, shark guy, I love Shark guy so much, Hammerhead boy. And like I his know. robot mode looks so good. Like I might, I want to buy two of those for sure. I need to open that. Like I'll kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll freak out if I can't have that guy for real. Like No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, great. Like the the Cyberverse stuff is more for kids, like especially this line. Um, but they still do a p- pretty good job. Like the, you know, like not every collector would be after these, but like you said, if you like them or the stylized, the little bit different Transformers, these guys look pretty sick. Yeah, and I mean, like I find that with the the Cyberverse stuff, it's kind of hit and miss. Like the figures, some of them are not that great. Like oh cheap. no, and yeah. and and they Perfect. look really really cheap. And then others will just be absolutely amazing. And it's just like a, it's that weird inconsistency in the line that, that kind of trips me out that like why some of them don't look like that much effort was put in on them. And then the other ones are like absolutely amazing. Like they look like mm-hmm. a, a regular Transformer. Like it just it's, it doesn't make sense to me, but, you know, it saves me spending money on the crummy ones anyway. Oh, yeah, no, they just, I feel the same. Like, when I get them, I'm like, some of them are so cool that I'm so tempted to open them. And then, yeah, some are just so plain and blonde. It's like, they're the same line, but so much less effort in some of them. So it's kind yeah. of interesting. But, yeah, overall, um, like I said, I'm going for a full collection as possible. So I'll yeah. be buying these. 
as soon as they hit the store. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, if you're buying one to 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 keep sealed and one to open, you're going to be buying one for me, and I'm, and I'll send you the money for it because I'm not walking around every Walmart and Toys R Us trying to find these and just seeing an empty shelf. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah, That's... you'll you'll be that person up at the cash register with three eight hammerheads. Yeah, it's like just the worst scalper. Like... I know people think I'm a scalper. That's a whole different subject, but yeah, like. Yeah. When... Like I buy stuff in town, people think, and like I'm flipping it for eight hundred dollar glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, talking about Cyberverse, I wanted to bring up uh, Scout Class Wave Six Ultimate Class and Wave Four. I guess were found at U.S. retailers, so I haven't seen any of this in Canada yet. And yeah, there's the Shock Wave, um, the Conehead, and the, another weird Optimus Prime. I don't know. They have Optimus Prime has some weird dressing over him, like a mask, and the Shock Wave has some sort of mask or something it's different i don't know i don't understand what's going on there because i don't watch the show but i really like this it's one of those small figures but the ramjet a cone head i think it looks pretty cool i wish oh. the figure was bigger yeah yeah no this is this is another thing that you know that if if i saw it in the store it would be quick very quickly in my collection but like yeah this is I hate when I see that these things are being found in stores down the States and then, you know, you get up here in the hinterland of Canada and, like, good luck. I mean, if we ever see these things, it'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I hope we do. Like, I'll, like, well, the day I see that Ramjet in the store, if I do, I'm going to be so excited. Oh, for sure. Does Optimus Prime, like, I have to, if that's probably like a $50, $60 figure, like, I won't, like, to complete, that's something I won't be wanting to buy, or probably won't until it goes on clearance if it ever comes here, but that Shockwave, I don't know what's going on with it. Like, is that a mask that you put on it, or well, is it actually, like, like that? It has some clear plastic thing over it, it looks yeah. like. That's that Energon armor. I was mm -hmm. looking at other figures that have it, and it's just kind of this this kind of clear plastic stuff that you put on them to make it look like it's you know glowing Energon, and it like fits over them kind of thing. Like oh yeah, it's it's not actually too yeah with the Energon yeah, armor yeah, yeah yeah so that probably comes off, and it's just a regular shockwave underneath. But uh, still, I mean, you know, if it was cheap enough, yes, please, I'd buy that, but. You know, because it looks like it's one of those larger figures too. So it's, it is, you know, yeah. So. No, I think I have that figure. Like they've already, or like they release ones like it, like with different, like different boxes or whatever. Yeah, and then just yeah. add the energon on it and stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're really nice. I, 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 not the Optimus Prime one because you know that. Yeah, it looks like Batman head. or something. If you yeah, that's what I was thinking. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, but just that ramjet by himself. Oh, oh so good. No, I know. This is like why taunt me like this. I just, mm. it's just so cruel. I know. I wish they had a big, bulky, childlike ramjet in this one. <laughs> It'd be great. Because yeah, like I love the cone heads. They're some of my favorite seekers. I love the seekers, but I love the cone heads too. They don't get enough play, so I'm happy to see this figure out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, okay, that's the energon. But yeah, you. you yeah, if you you probably might grab one of these if you saw them for cheap, like the Conehead guy or oh Shock for sure. Bite. Well, I'm not even necessarily for cheap. I buy I'd buy it at regular price. Uh, the Conehead for sure. You know, yeah, I'm the Conehead's gonna... worth it. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna wait it out when you know, and when I know that all of them will just be gone. If I saw one, it would be mine. Mm -hmm. and, you know, if I see one, it'll be a miracle and probably <laughs> in an actual dream and not reality. So. 
Do they ever get this line at ages three and up though? Do they get cyber? No, stuff? they don't. They don't have it because it's not like they, they don't carry any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mostly got all the like uh, third party and masterpiece yeah. and yeah, yeah. That's what, and and this just the legit like you know the the siege and the mm-hmm. you know earth rise and all that stuff. They have mm-hmm. all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't. They don't have this stuff there. I don't think they have the room to stock this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the best collector's thing, but just seeing like um, this Ramchat, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed. I just wanted to mention that little guy because yeah, I'm love when the cone hits. You know, get some action. Oh, for sure, me too. Well, I did want to bring this up because they uh, actually showed uh, Devastator. I know it's the Michael Bay weird Devastator, but they showed the last piece, Scalper and Overload. I think I have every single one except for that right arm guy, the yellow guy, Scalper or whatever. But, um, yeah, this thing, it looks like an abomination. Like I said in my one video I just made, I was like, um, I don't even want to put this thing together. I just want to pile the boxes in a corner. <laughs> but um, I, I just got it for the fact because, yeah, like I don't really even want to open this guy. But I got all these guys. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm glad somebody out there bought this because I don't know who else what right? I, I don't know who this is uh, directed at but um yeah no that's okay I, yeah I, no you know, like i said I, I like the figures in the box i think i'd like them <laughs> just being like oh that's the whole team of devastator from the movie but i just have it sealed you know yeah I, it's not gonna do any joy for me i'm not gonna put it in that this alt mode yeah this alt mode like i think he would be more bent over like in the show but I, this is yeah like who's it for like did people was there anybody that liked the michael bay devastator like i'm so confused well i mean i i uh checked out of the michael bay transformers movies i think after the second one which i yeah. don't even believe i finished watching so mm-hmm. you know because as a child of the early transformers i don't this isn't my idea of what Transformers is, so, you know, mm-hmm. no thanks. Yeah, if you scroll down to that one guy that turns, like, with the uh, two wheels, like, he's oh, like a motorbike is, guy, what do yeah. you think of that guy? You no, know, what do you mean? Like, it's nothing. <laughs> it's not even a thing. It's like, no, it's not even, like, who... I, I, my, I'm just like, why? Like, why turn from turning into a, a giant, like, a steam backhoe yeah. into that? Like it sh- it should be a dude, I not know. that wheelchair gremlin or something. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And I would imagine in the movie, it's just absolutely. I can't even, if I don't even remember seeing that in the movie, but if they have that, like wow, yeah, yeah. The guy under him though, the yellow guy with the claw long arm, I don't mind him. The, that's the last guy I need, scrapper or scalper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know you don't like, but for for a Michael Bay guy, I mean, in a box, sure. Sure, it, leave it in the box, leave it where it belongs, stacked up in a corner, mm-hmm. you know, stacked up, prop yeah. your monitor on top of it, mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. But, like, these things, like, whenever I see them, I, I and I see a lot of these things in thrift stores, gee, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, they're always broken. They're always missing an arm, missing a leg just so flimsy there's no like there's there's not no like mass to them all the arms are really scrawny all the hands are really scrawny and like the joints are like obviously flimsy because if a kid's ripping it ripping their arms off or ripping the torso off from the lower half i'm always seeing that so these things it's just another bad example of a crummy design 
Yeah, do you like any of the movie figures at all, though? Or no, no, mm-hmm. I can't think of one. And I've like I've looked through them, but they're just mm-hmm. you know it's that too much detail scenario. Like totally, I agree on that. Too organic looking. Yeah, it's they don't. It doesn't need to be that way. Like I mean, sure, the idea is sound that like oh they're not going to look like the you know nineteen eighties cartoon. Like, well, that's the thing, though, is that they should look like the 1980s cartoon because that's what everyone thinks Transformers is. Like, nobody thinks of when when somebody thinks of Transformers, they're not looking at they're not thinking of this thing. Yeah. When Devastator comes to mind, this is devastating. Like, this is not this is not doing Devastator. Devastator, the great green, um, you know, Decepticon. Like, are you kidding me? This doesn't even come close to like homaging it or doing any justice to the original. It's abomination to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, like I just I thought if this movie came out and showcased this guy, I just yeah, I was let down to to, like one of that was a huge letdown. Yeah, well, I mean, fortunately, I missed that. So, uh, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I just like from being a, such a G one fan as a kid and seeing this type of style transformer, I never like them. Even though I bought some of them, but I just don't even open them. I just keep them. So I might trade them in. I might hold on to them. I'll see. But these guys, I'm stacking in a corner and keeping because why not? Yeah, exactly. You know, their their merged form is just a pile in your corner. So that's the thing. They'll never. Yeah. They will never yeah. reach their potential by being this guy because they'll just yeah. stay in their boxes. Yeah. Twist tied to a piece of plastic where they belong. Well, whoever thought we'd see this again, but Tiger LCD, like handheld uh, gaming devices, are coming back. The ones that were big in the 90s. So Hasbro is doing like a 90s, uh, I guess, throwback. They're doing Little Mermaid, X-Men, Project x sonic 3 and of course transformers generation 2 so yeah this i'd just buy this not to have it probably to open it to play it but i would just buy this to um have it in the packaging because yeah this is really like throwback 90s like i remember these things in the stores when i was a really small kid i never had them but um yeah i just thought they were strange yeah no i had when I was a kid, this this was the Game Boy of my childhood. They didn't, mm-hmm. you know, before you were able to carry around a video game console with you and change cartridges, this was the kind of crap that we had to deal with. And for me, looking at this, it's just like, yeah, this is these are all exactly the same game. Every every one of them is the same game. It's just a different LCD screen on it with a different character. But it's the same game. You're just shooting back and forth. And it's uh, to me like, I don't know why this is. This looks like dollar store level stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, the target audience for this is not children. Mm-hmm. It's grown-ups who remember this and like you know are are using 2020 hindsight thinking oh those were great they're not they're yeah, not- no, totally. Yeah, the other like ahead of my time, but part of my time because I was like, yeah, like I saw them when they were more on clearance and mm-hmm. stuff when they weren't mm-hmm. as big of a thing. And uh, yeah, I had it. I see, I was young enough to have a Game Boy for my first handheld. So like, I always thought this was just kind of like I saw. I liked the packaging and this like how the thing looked, like the you know this cool Transformer sticker on there. But I just yeah, I always had a Game Boy or something, and like the graphics, they just yeah, they looked terrible to me. I I, I thought it was a joke as a kid. I was like, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that as a kid. Like, people play this? but Yeah, no, uh, this is the thing. You can't even call what's happening on that screen graphics. They're mm-hmm. not, it's, 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 a, it's a digital watch. 
the in the shape of the Megatron and Optimus Prime. Like that's there's there's there it and like I said, the gameplay on all of these. It doesn't matter who the characters are on the screen. It's the same gameplay regardless. So yeah. it's there's no variation. Like you could get the you know the Avengers one or whatever, the X Men one, and it's still it's the same game just with different characters on the screen. But mm-hmm. like the this thing. I, I, it's, it's another thing that just calls out cash grab to me. Cause it's like, we know that people are nostalgic for this, so we're going to re-release it and we'll sell them because of nostalgia, not because yeah, they're not, it's a good product. Not Cause it's a good product. Yeah, no, I'm shocked that these, like I, when I saw this, I was like, no way. But like, yeah, I would buy it just to hang it on a wall, but I'm not going to open it or play it. Like, I don't know. Like, I just thought they were so bad back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you hand this to a kid who's 10, and they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, how do I connect it to Wi-Fi and change the game in it? Because they're not even going to understand the concept behind this crummy thing. This is, this is basically, it's the dial phone of the, of, the ha- of the handheld gaming console. Nobody even understands what it is or what it's for. Or if yeah. it's, you know, even in the 90s, I didn't even know what it was. No, or what no, it was this, for. no and it's like I said, 20 this, years ago. <laughs> yeah, this is dollar store level stuff. Like, yeah, dollar store. Yeah, cheap. You know, Zellers. If you remember Zellers, yeah, I remember so. seeing these at Zellers all the time. <laughs> hey, Zellers had them on those racks right where you're checking out. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. You, you are so right about that. Zellers. This is... <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not. I I don't know who's buying this, but you know, there's gonna be videos on YouTube of people being like, "I can't believe they remade this. This is great." Yeah, reviewing yeah. it. I think we'll yeah. pass on that, but I'll hang it on a wall and take a picture or something. For sure. Yeah, this is another thing that I may wait till they knock them off and show up. Oh yeah, these are like five head. bucks or whatever again on the rack. I'm grabbing ten of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, resale value of dollar store. That's the resale value of these things. Mm-hmm. Like. I know. I think the only way some modern people know about these that didn't grow up is obviously from the AVGN uh, video. I, ge- I, I guess. I guess. But like I said, this was the Game Boy of my generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, but people even younger than me, and you know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> never even saw these on a Zeller's rack. Um, like, you know, it's just like, it, like, you know, being introduced to it probably by James, like some people, like at least in the gaming community, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's oh, no, interesting. I always thought that was a cool thing. But yeah, no, these are just <laughs> throwaways. For sure. And, you know, it's the, the, I highly doubt that the quality level of these will have improved since, you know, 1988. It's still going to be the same crappy, uh, uh, horrible digital MIDI type of sounds coming out of it. And, like, just the ghosting or whatever. Oh, <laughs> totally. Like, you'll just, they'll, they'll just be every slot with the Optimus Prime. Uh, image in it will just eventually just be filled up and the demo you know is just oh man i i hate yeah where where it just plays the game on its Mm. own that's more fun than actually playing the game so Mm -hmm. like yeah no i'm not sure this is not uh yeah like you said i like it cash grab i'd grab it like if it was on like yeah i might grab one at full price because they're saying they're like 14 bucks 15 bucks american so i mean they're gonna be a little bit more canadian but still for that just to throw in a bag if i find nothing else that day at a walmart or whatever you know yeah yeah this is just unnecessary though this is not it's not for anyone really that i can think of so 
No, this is just this is nostalgia grab money grab. That's oh, all this is. That's what it feels like. Yeah, well, we got most of the Transformers uh, toys and <laughs> new stuff that we're going to talk about all the way. And I just want to mention the Beast Wars movie. They also mentioned about making a new Bumblebee 2. I mean, that's another discussion. But um, out of those two movies, if they do do them, I'd really like to see a Beast Wars. And, like, Beast Wars was set in that alternate timeline where it was, like, on Earth, but it was, like, you know, early humans were still in caves and, like... You know, it was way back, and I just wondered if they if they could stick to something like that and not have humans. Like, if they have cave humans in the movie that aren't really a part of it, but they're, like, in the background being cave people, that's fine. But if it was really focused on the Beast Wars uh, Transformers, you know, more than, you know, later in their animal modes and then they were in their robot modes, I think that'd be kind of cool, or... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that if they concentrate on the Transformers and have no people to interact with, that might be a good movie. The problem is, is, you know, Beast Wars, like, if, you know, you might be very nostalgic about it, but if you watch the show, it wasn't, like, it didn't look that great. Like, but at it the was time, good it was story. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Good story. Yeah. It didn't look that great. So if they Michael Bay up the Beast Wars Transformers, like, they're supposed to look like animals. Yeah, no, so, it won't be Michael Bay, though. It'll be a no, new direction. No. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that they have to get away from the fact that we don't want to see that. We want to see things that, you know, like we remember. So, but yeah, if if they don't have interaction with uh, with people and concentrate on the actual characters of the Decepticons and Autobots, then that's what I want to see. So, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of whether it's Beast Wars or Transformers, if they concentrate on the main idea, then I'm completely, I'm, I'd be happy with it. So Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. I feel like with this more Beast Wars, or Beasties, as is known in Canada, but yeah. uh, Beast Wars, um, you know, the thing about it that I like is, yeah, it does take place when, you know, like I said, people are in caves, right? So yeah. like, if they stick to the true Beast uh, style and the Beast Wars, like lore and all that, you know, like they will... Like, they don't have to do the people. And they could have them more in the animal modes talking. Like, kind of like a CGI, like, kid show with animals, you know? Because mm-hmm. then, you know, and then they could be in their robot modes too, right? But yeah. I just feel like that, the Beast Wars, and if they, yeah, the old show, like you said, yeah, you're looking back on it, some of it's hard to watch because of the graphics. But still, like, to this day, there is, there's goofy episodes, but there's some real good episodes. They have, like, even romance between some of the guys, like Black Rat Nia and uh, Silver Bolt, you know? And, like, yeah. um, they have a lot going on tigertron i really like and all those guys like there there's ma- there's really established characters right yeah yeah no i i really i enjoyed watching that when i was uh when i was a ki- well i wasn't a kid but uh on ytv i guess that was hmm. yeah canadian television ytv yeah yeah so it was Steve's. really good it's beast wars you can't use war in uh canadian kid television so yeah, yeah. And I was just always surprised that, that, that they were still, like, using the Transformers uh, IP as, like, something that they thought people would want to watch back then. Because I was like, geez, Transformers, that's kind of old school. But, you know, still, it was... Uh, I, I enjoyed the show. It was old school and fresh, yeah. Like I said, I had almost every American release of every Beast Wars figure. I sold them a few years ago. 
for a bunch of money on eBay, but it was like I just didn't care. Like, uh, uh, like when I got older, I when I was a kid, I always when I watched Beasties, I thought the show was good. I thought the figures were okay. Like they do have a good nostalgia vibe to them, but I I wanted like you know I want Transformers that turn into vehicles as toys, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that the the toys were at, just like you said they were okay. Then you know they when you transform them into an animal, you, there were all those like seams and everything that you could they it wasn't it, it they didn't look right when they were transformed so like it, mm-hmm. it everything about them was a little awkward yeah in both modes like sometimes the yeah. alt mode looked okay but like you said they'd be seams but then the robot mode would just have so many legs hanging off well that's the thing yeah it's like somebody's hand is the head of the creature it's like it doesn't it it's it just looked really awkward but I do like Beasties, like and Beast Wars, whatever. Like I really do like like some of the characters, like Tigertron and mm-hmm. um, yeah, Tarantulas, and like all those guys and Megatron and everyone just in their own way. Like I really liked Beasties. Like I'd be so happy if they did like a movie where it was like kind of like the original show, like just you know, kind of groundbreaking in its own way of like getting away from the Michael Bay, getting away from this and that, you know, starting fresh, you know. Yeah, and yeah. For sure. more on the Transformers, like you said, I think that's always the huge disappointment i don't care you can have a human if they're just like you know like a sidekick like wheelie or uh you know uh whatever his name son is daniel in the movie just yeah. like, you know, just a, i know he's annoying but just like you know stick him on this he's just a side character with a transformer you don't get into his life or anything you know no exactly he's the he's the connection between um the humans are the connection between uh, the the transformer and the planet that they're on. So it's like you know it, the human when when the transformers are interacting with each other, the humans they're pointing out you know that like oh no look they're they're so, uh, Megatron's going to destroy that oil derrick, and you know that's hmm. it that's his role. And and then the transformers are like okay well let's go fight on the oil derrick then because yeah. uh, but the people are just incidental. Well, no yeah. nobody cares about the people. No, exactly. And like, yeah, I don't want it shot always from a low perspective looking up. <laughs> yeah, I want right. it to be shot from the Transformers shoulder line and exactly. headroom, you know. I want to be up with them. I don't want to be looking up. Like, that's such a weird, like, they want to force that human perspective in the movie. It's like, that's not Transformers, bro. It's called Transformers. We want to see the Transformers as the main character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't remember any conversation between a person and a Transformer that was important in any way. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I know. Like even the show, like how they have it in the show, like yeah, like a couple lines from a human and they're just around, whatever. Yeah. But I don't want them. Like I don't want like Shia LaBeouf and like you know what I mean. Like oh. no, it's it's not important. It's not important. But yeah, they could do. This is like a thing. Like this isn't for hundred percent for sure. I know. Think I think the Bumblebee is for sure. They're doing another Bumblebee. But um, you know, I think they could even with the new Bumblebee, even with the new Beast Wars. I think they could start in a better direction. You know. Yeah. For the fan, for more of the real fans, and get new people involved. Oh yeah, for sure. No, that's the thing. Is that like as long as they, as long as they don't. Uh spend a lot of money making it they'll make money off of it this Mm -hmm. is this is the thing at this point i mean that bumblebee movie i i haven't seen that yet but Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it was uh, there was as much budget going into that as say you know any of the other michael bay movies so it's like i think they understand that there's there's an audience out there for it but like they have to not spend so much to 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 make their money back on these things at this point 
Yeah, no, they have to. There's a weird line there, but even the Bumblebee movie, as much as people like it, I said the beginning with the actual part on Cybertron's the best. And then, you know, there's a few other good scenes, but for me, still, it wasn't like close enough. But it was in a better direction, that's for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Better direction. But yeah, I'm looking forward to these two, hoping they're going to go from like, you know, a new perspective and just bring some, you know, a different look at the Transformers as a movie franchise, you know? All right, bringing back some uh, Q&A. So if you ever have any questions, leave them for us down in the comment section. And yeah, you'll get your uh, comment highlighted in the video podcast on YouTube. Yeah, mini little shout out for you. And yeah, Kevin Rice asks, uh, great episode, but I have a topic or off topic question how do you both feel about gobots they had a decent strong following for years in the 80s from what uh, from what i see their downfall and drawback overall was price but since you two are both into transformers or transformers fans i definitely would like to hear a uh, more depth opinion on gobots yeah the thing is i don't think their price was more i thought their price was less yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I mean, that was I. I was like twelve and stuff when the GoBots came out. So, um, I, I had quite a few GoBots. I went down the list. I looked at all the different GoBots that they made, and I I pointed out that I had. I know I had five of them at mm -hmm. least, and I may still have these GoBots. But um, I had a lot of fun. Like, gameplay value as a child, uh, they were great because, like, you know, uh, granted, they their, their robot mode was not very impressive at all. And the transformation was basically just half the time it was just folding them in half. And it was like, you know, you go from a robot, and, oh, now you're a tank. But uh, I thought they were pretty good. I, I enjoyed them. And, in fact, when I had Transformers... The GoBots and the Transformers, uh, they were they were in the same gang. They, I still, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They, they they were they existed in the same universe as far as I was concerned. So mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't smart enough, wise enough to the business that I didn't know that they were, you know, a different thing. So yeah. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I remember having a few um, like hand-me-down and like, cause yeah, I missed it from in the stores. But my mom did show me the show. Like, she introduced me to Transformers and GoBots. She was like, she showed me like a GoBots VHS or something. I remember when I was really <laughs> young. And I thought like this is like to me. And a lot of people said that they like GoBots was a more serious show. But to me, like after watching Transformers, I thought GoBots like the show was so corny. Oh yeah, and oh, then. No. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of like the dip to me, even though you look back at Transformers and they're both very corny. Um, like it's just like to me though at the time, like I was like, you know, like pompous little child, like Transformers is so much better, mate, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, you're gonna be the elitist where it's mm -hmm. like GoBots are crummy. Because they I mean, essentially they were crummy. It does I mean I can't remember any plot line from any GoBots no. cartoon. I mean I just remember that little scooter named Scooty, that red guy going down the street. <laughs> and I thought that was so bad. I was like, this sucks. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's it, they. It didn't. It never seemed that sophisticated to me. But like you know, maybe going back in retrospect, maybe you know they did cover things. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, I I can't imagine that it's any better than the early Transformers cartoons. Mm -hmm. Which you know, doing a rewatch, uh, season one of Transformers is uh, absolutely awful. So, I mean, uh, and so, I mean, the GoBots is not going to be any better. And, I mean, like I said, I had five of them. I, and, I, I, like, I really enjoyed playing with them as a kid. Like, having a, a dude that turned into an airplane, I mean, come on, that was my dream. 
Mm-hmm. No, I had a few. I remember they had like a somewhat different look, and I kind of knew somehow that because they didn't have the Transformers stickers or something. I I think that's like it was a transforming robot. I kind of thought it was a Transformer, mm-hmm. but I kind of knew there was something different about it. It had like a different shape head, and it was more simplified or something. And it didn't have the stickers usually. And then, yeah, once I got a little older, saw GoBots, I kind of started to realize what a GoBot was. But still, it was still blended at times. And I'm sure I thought some figures that were GoBots were Transformers and vice versa, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't remember that, that there... I, I don't even know if, how there were two teams. Like, were there good GoBots and bad GoBots? Like, I don't hmm. even remember any Well, the, the thing that I remember the most that did impact me was uh, in GoBots, they, some of the b- bad guys and some of the robots were women. They didn't have that in Transformers. Right. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, some I don't... Women. Yeah. yeah I don't so, remember. I thought that... I thought that was kind of cool, I think, as a kid. I did like how there was a woman robot you know uh-huh. in there i wondered that made me question about transformers like where are the women at you know as a kid i was like where are the women at <laughs> yeah uh, i when i first saw female transformers i was just like well why are there female transformers this doesn't this doesn't make sense because like ooh, isn't that just a construct of you know earth evolution is that we have two separate sexes that need we need each other to reproduce for the most part why on cybertron are there chicks that's i never understood that well even well not yeah on cybertron there wasn't like they were all on the planets and the moons so like if you lived on cybertron growing up your whole life you might not even know that there was women that existed <laughs> okay they're on moon so and then yeah then you that kind of makes them i know this is getting crazy but that makes them like you know like same sex relationships would be the norm right well yeah but even still like well this is they don't have sex no this is off subject but yeah like i don't picture them even needing to be in a relationship something about like no but they do like because in beasties like are saying with them like even though they don't like you know reproduce but they still like they like the, like the romance more like they're more kind of like i think a lot of people say this too like asexual beings but they can be with like a partner right okay yeah it's like, just because there is weird transformer love lore out there it's just yeah people <laughs> I, I... don't really get it you know it's kind of yeah yeah the whole gender and transformers for real transformers like there's some like you know what i mean like you get into that and that's a whole new thing right yeah for sure well i can start making stuff up in my head but no yeah i don't think it's canon (laughs) yeah i know but it's just interesting to talk about but that's another thing that 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 maybe gobots did do better is they had a couple girls you know right right no 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 kidding yeah i never even i never thought of that like i just thought they were just cut rate transformers even though I know, like I read, they came out before the tra- they were the toy line was out a, a whole year before tra- uh, proper Transformers was even on the air. So like they kind of jumped the gun on that. So you know, totally. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. I think Hasbro because you know they were strict about just making money that they still thought like no one will play with a girl Transformer, so we need to make them all guys. That was like behind. Yeah retrospect yeah you come you kind kind of complicated it but you also kind of made the like you know the transformers lore more in depth in a weird way you know yeah yeah kind of that's why like yeah i mean yeah if you're transformers fan you better be pretty accepting of all types yeah no kidding (laughs) that's why i kind of like it too there's lots of weird play you can get but overall um yeah i think that did gobot's downfall was just people didn't like enough people but it missed 
had good things probably, but it, like we said, we don't know everything, and it just, yeah, it missed the mark in some ways. I'd say the toys are just a little too simplified. Yeah, and Transformers won that battle. That's the thing. Like, you can't have two competing, uh, transforming robot TV shows on. One's going to always win, especially if kids are the audience, you know, and hmm. one's, one's just way, like, they just, Transformers was just everywhere, you know, that's, mm-hmm. the market was saturated with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how many, ro- how many GoBot uh, commercials do you remember? as opposed to how many Transformers yeah, tr- commercials. Yeah, totally. Transformer had the song. Transformers had the more power of marketing, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, who remembers the GoBots theme song? Like, mm-hmm. nobody. Nobody. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah, no I, I could not. I have no idea. If I had a gun to my head, I could not tell you <laughs> no, one thing no about way. it. No way. No, no, no. GoBots. Sure, like, yeah. there you go. That was yeah. it. That's, that was it. <laughs> That's it. Well, another question. Like I said, if you have any questions, get your Q&As down in the comments. And, yeah, we'll be able to answer your questions and all that good stuff. And, yeah, Spider Lair. They have their own podcast. I appeared on their podcast before. Um, yeah, they asked a question. i just like to feature them. And, yeah, go check them out on Twitter. And, yeah, they have a podcast and a YouTube channel and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, Spider's Lair asks, I have a question for collectors. Are some new figures? constantly coming out better to collect than the original retro stuff with the state of the market these days i'm uh contemplating getting back into collecting but the price of g1 scares me off all right well we're totally on different ends for both of these both this question but um yeah uh you know of course of course you're gonna you know if you just start buying a whole bunch of g1 stuff off ebay you're gonna be broke yeah (laughs) but the thing is, is it, don't buy things as an investment. Buy what you like. Don't think about future selling of it, because if you're only thinking about what it's going to be worth, you're not enjoying it. And this is the thing. Don't. It's it's collecting isn't about investment. If you're an if you're buying things to future to, to hedging your bets and thinking you're going to resell it, then you're not. A collector you're an investor yeah you're not in it for the right reasons exactly yeah for the market i would that's what i mean this question like no disrespect or anything but you know it's just like the marketing part of it um i would never even put that into consideration i just collect g1 because i like nostalgia blocks and um yeah i, I never think about like oh this is gonna be worth more later right so yeah and if it's for looks i mean if you like g1 stuff and you are a g1 fan and you want g1 stuff there's g1 reissue stuff now you can get that and it's fine don't you know you don't have to worry about getting like original you know, 1980 whatever five legit uh boxed g1 stuff sure you would be broke but the thing is is if that's your thing and you really want it go ahead and buy it and i mean like the new stuff sure it's more readily available so you can buy it but it's you know it's not about it's about what you like it's not about how much it's going to be worth and money if if money's tight don't ever buy things you can't afford money's not tight and you got to spend 125 bucks on a boxed whatever do it damn my mom listens to this podcast and i she's gonna repeat this stuff to me again she's gonna be like remember when grub gun said don't buy all this stuff yeah. well i mean i'm not saying don't no, i know this i know the thing. like uh, but i know i'm I saying can't afford it yeah, but i yeah. know you know yeah, I, she I, loves that 
yeah, I mean, there's there's always that moment where you're gonna you're gonna have buyer's regret, or you're gonna think maybe I, like maybe I'm I shouldn't have bought that or whatever. But like, if you're constantly doing it, like if every purchase you make is like I can't believe I paid 125 bucks for that, then you shouldn't be collecting that. You you shouldn't have regret over what you're doing, and it should make you happy and that's the thing and and first and foremost find your focus don't don't just blindly start buying stuff before you figure out what you want like keep like hone it down to what you like and stick to that almost completely unless you can get other stuff on sale yeah no uh, yeah totally like window shop do your uh you know do do due diligence on ebay i can't even speak but yeah you know what i mean go through stuff go see if you like the g2 see if you like the g1 compare it to the new stuff compare the prices look on amazon look at your walmart you know just look at it don't buy it but just start to get a feel for what you want to collect and yeah it's probably easier to buy some of the newer stuff if you like it because it is going to be like you know 20 bucks 30 40 50 bucks or figure not 100 380 dollars for some g1 box thing yeah but I would if if G one was my thing, and and I had to pay uh, you know a pretty penny for something that was in its box from back in the day, like say three hundred dollars for a boxed whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It and you know it looked like it just came off the shelf. Uh, that that's fine. But they also make knockoffs of the same thing in G1 packaging. So, you Mm -hmm. know, which you can save money on and you're going to get the same pop out of it nostalgia wise. So, you know, always like consider what you're doing. And especially when it comes to collecting, uh, unless things are two bucks that you're collecting, you have to start considering like how much you want to spend and how, like how much joy in conjunction to your spending does it bring you, you know, are you getting 200 bucks worth of fun out of this boxed, you know, Optimus prime or are are you staring at it going, I can't believe I spent 200 bucks on that. This Mm -hmm. This is always the problem, right? Yeah, and if you love G2 or something, which you can't get, like, you know, knockoffs of, you can't, there's no Mm -hmm. way around it, it's just G2, but that's what you grew up with, because you're, like, my age or something, then what I would do is, like, I got, like, I buy the smaller, cheaper stuff just to see if I like it, like, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. loose guys for 30 bucks, a couple loose guys like this, you know, with the, you know, box included, but someone took it out of the box, and yeah, there's workarounds, right? You can wait for deals, and if that's what you really want to spend that hard on, fifty dollars you saved for, then yeah, go ahead and get like something like that. But start small. Don't go start buying like you know mint like you know three hundred dollar G two Optimus Prime in box or whatever four hundred dollar. Like there's no point to that. Oh no no exactly. Work your way up into that collection instead of like starting hard and just being like it's almost a waste of money at that point you know when you can when you can get three or four uh figures for the same price as one figure get the three or four so that you can actually build your collection and then kind of discern what you like and what you don't like you know like that's Mm -hmm. the thing like i will never like g1 stuff no matter how much i'm around it i'm not going to be like this is now my thing because i'm i've been uh, exposed to in my mind better things so with me the investment would never be well it's not an investment but the, the the purchasing of stuff is all based on 
what I like, not not what's uh, you know like it, it wouldn't matter if something was uh, readily available. If I wanted something that was rare, I'd go after the rare stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like it's yeah. just it's what you can afford. Yeah, it's what you can afford. What you like, like you said, buying what you like. Like, don't just jump. Transformers, you could learn, lose a lot of money if you just jump all over the place and like don't know what lines come with what, what lines, and you're get, trying to collect because it's just so open and broad. You know, oh, like, yeah. it's just so many different lines and stuff. So, so yeah, stuff that appeals to you and yeah, uh, don't yeah. buy it for the value, like you said. Like I, I buy everything for personal value. I put so much personal like experience into the figure that I buy that like I'm. It's it's you can even give me like you know it's priceless to me, even though it's you know what I mean. Like it's just I want it for the collection. It's priceless for the memory, you know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You're a perfect example. You don't put resale value on anything that you mm-hmm. have. You you wouldn't know how much to sell something for. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have any idea. You'd know that maybe something was worth something, but you wouldn't know exactly dollar amount. And that shouldn't be important. Like mm-hmm. it's some, not, yeah. you know, it, it shouldn't be important. If you're looking up how much something is worth, you're not interested enough in that stuff to because you're already thinking, how much could I get for this? Mm-hmm. Not how much how much do I get out of it? Totally. That, two different things. Totally. So yeah, like I said, um, you know, hopefully answers your question not to be, you know, we're just trying to be as real as we can about the subject because we both mean grubbing, you know, we both don't really like, you know, thinking about buying something about what it's going to be worth later to us. It's like, you know, what does this like do for us? What does it do for me? And yeah, start with what you like. You just found out some new figures that you kind of liked, right? It takes time, but you know, you can gradually get into it. Well, VHS and Memories makes another return finally on the podcast with The Rock um, from uh, 1996. Um, We'll just give you a little uh, breakdown of the movie. Hollywood superstar Sean Connery joins award-winning Nicolas Cage in this action-packed thriller. All of San Francisco is is taken hostage when a vengeful general, played by Ed Harris, who's awesome, seizes control of Alcatraz, the island, threatening to launch missiles loaded with deadly poisonous gas. With time running out, only FBI chemical weapons expert Nicolas Cage and notorious federal prisoner uh, Connery have the skills to penetrate the island's fortress and defuse the lethal situation. Two hours and 16 minutes and 11 (laughs) seconds. English. (laughs) Well, that's the movie, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like a good movie. What did I watch? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say like I really did enjoy it and I'm happy I got to see it again and with uh sitting down with like not looking at my phone and like really trying to take a look at it how I looked watched it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw this movie. I might have even seen it in the theater when I was younger, but I forgot what the 90s was like with movies and this is a perfect example of what the 90s was like in with movies like this just it's it, there's just so much happening in here and yeah. so much over the top stuff happening I, in here yeah for sure like i say this was one of like in the top 10 favorite movies as a kid so it's like i i was so like impressionable in this time and like this is what like movies to me like you know, made me as a kid want to make movies, just this high, intense action packed. And this is Michael Bay at his best for me. Like, I don't really like Michael Bay at all much or his newer stuff, but like this is, yeah, you can see where he like went overboard after this and how he was like figuring out this style. But 
it's fast paced um yeah i don't know it's crazy like for me like i said i do like it and i grew up yeah a nick cage fan and stuff so it's like this like you said like you forgot about this like for me it's like this was movies like you know when i was right. 96 i was 10 years old you know yeah yeah I was for watching sure. this, you know? yeah i mean by this time in my film watching career in 96 you know what i was like what was it? I was I was much older than you. Hmm, I would exactly, so it's different. Yeah. I, I I wanted to see movies that you know uh, invoked some kind of emotional reaction, whereas this just this it's like eye candy and like I forgot Nicolas Cage how big of a ham that guy is. Yeah, I loved it though. Like this is like I don't know like Face Off, this Con Air. Uh, I can't even, I think those are the three Cage movies that I like the most or something. Yeah. Uh, can't really. He's so Nicolas Cage in this. But the thing is, <laughs> I like how him, I do like how him and uh, Connery, or, you know, Sean Connery play off each other. Oh, for sure. No, Sean Connery is like the breath of fresh air because yeah. like he sleepwalks his way through better like performances like this. The, this is nothing to him. So it's like exactly he he's just like just play Sean Connery. Oh, OK. I, oh, can yeah. do that. I mean, it's 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 his character is like so it, it's so convoluted and so ridiculous and why he's there is so ridiculous but the fact that he's there kind of lends some credibility to everything and it's, yeah. it's kind of funny that way like it's you could tell he's just like well i mean i hope that uh, as long as the check clears i'll be in this movie because there's oh, no, no there's sure. no validate there's no way he was thinking well this is going to get me the oscar no finally no, i'm going to no. get that academy award i've always been wanting mm. <laughs> like no no, uh, no, no, I, yeah, but their chemistry actually, like, it's something, like, there is a, they do have some sort of chemistry, like, because, yeah, like, I just like how, like, he, yeah, he's so over the top cage and, like, so crazy and, like, what's his name <laughs> plays so straight and, uh, totally. Yeah. I was like, totally. it almost reminded me of me and you in a way, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, am I acting like a total fool and, like, you know, you're more grounded, but they have that dynamic like that where it's, like, one's really up, but one's really down, but they balance, but, yeah, like, it's Sean Connery, he's barely acting but he does an amazing job oh no for sure by the end of the movie i really like them together like hmm, by, the, exactly. by the, the last you know the in the last uh, third of the movie no it's the, the third act, act is is really tight you know what i mean so Once many, they, yeah that car chase in the middle i was literally like i have to stop watching this because like if i i don't need to see more action that car chase in the middle or not even in the middle it's beginning like, the yeah. beginning of the they like the end of the first act is what that is. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is dumb. This doesn't need to be happening. Like, why? No. Do you, but that's why the uh, movie's two hours and 13 minutes. You need a 13 minute car chase. Because I'm yeah. just like, that was, it was, I, I hate fluff. So over the top. Like, like, yeah, the number the guy on the trolley, like the black guy driving it, like, yeah. he had all these one liners and like he was a character for a moment and like, mm. it's. But it, yeah, it's just it that just epitomizes '90s action movies to me. Like that, you know, at some point there's going to be a car chase. Yeah, the only thing about that one compared to new ones though is like a lot of that was that '99 like practical effects though. Yeah, yeah, so no, I liked sure. it. Like, there's a lot of it that I'm just like how it looks. Yeah, it's so Michael Bay and blown out and stuff. But and a Ferrari. But it's like okay, like these are pe there's stunt people here. There's 
Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. No, there's, there, I don't, the special effects were all practical in that movie. Mm-hmm. There were, there were no, there's no, it's not, that age of, there was no CGI happening. No. I'm sure, maybe at the end where the jets were flying around, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there was some stuff. subtle stuff, but. But whether that was CG or just, yeah. you know, like, green-screened actual jets into the movie, like, it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's arbitrary. But, like, the, it, it was just. It, it kind of calmed down. I liked how the movie calmed down. The last third, like yeah. you said, is like a different movie. It's tight. When they're actually together and friends, they should have done that like halfway through the movie. Like, right, right. When, they're, like, when they actually become buddies, you want it to last. But it's like, they're just like, yeah, they play off each other well at the end. Like, really well. Like, it's surprising. Like, well, the problem is that I had is that their relationship is based on really stupid parts of the movie like um sean connery's uh daughter and nick cage's wife being pregnant Mm -hmm. was kind of the 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 binding force in their relationship because you know connery was empathizing with nicholas cage for just be having a child and you know and he wants Nicolas Cage to to get to know his kid and not have yeah. you know not have that horrible relationship that he had with his daughter. So it's that stupid tiny nonsense that they bound their relationship with that was completely the part of the movie that was just superfluous that they didn't need to have in the movie was in there just so these two people could get along. Like mm-hmm. that's what the writers were thinking. And yeah, and but I can is, admire like because they're both in the same city that might be bombed, so like that could bring you to like you know work together. Yeah. I know, but how often during the movie did were you thinking about that? No, never, no, no, no. never but until they it brought did, it up. Yeah, until they brought it up. Yeah, yeah, you were like, oh yeah, that's right, he has a daughter. Oh yeah, that's right, he has a girlfriend. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right, she's pregnant. You never, it was never any of the driving force in the movie, and it's like every time they added in that stuff during the last two-thirds of the movie i was just like oh god you stop hammering this home nobody cares about this like the, you could have not had this happen nicholas cage could have been single it doesn't make any difference like yeah if you're sure. adding five minutes of crap to a movie like that uh, just doesn't it's not important and i mean you know we we don't need another layer of I think that was the 90s, though, and just how that, like, because they're, like, it's so many things flashing that they have, like, all the connections, like, are overdone. Oh, no, for sure. No, for sure. Like, it's, because the the connections are so tenuous that you need something in there, the glue, to hold together why the movie's taking place or why these two people are there together. And, you know, it's, so they're like, okay, well, here it is. Here's the glue. And the thing is, is it's, it's it's bad it's that part i just was it it always bothers me when there's stuff in a movie that you need to have in there just so the movie happens yeah i think like i grew up with that though that was so heavily in the 90s that yeah i get it but it's just to me it's just part of the cliche of the action movie and the that's 90s movie and yeah that's what it is it's like the car chase i knew it was going to be in there i it had to be why would it had to be but like did it does it have to be is 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 always the thing like it, it it's the only part of the movie that i tuned out of because i'm like man i i don't need to see this because mm-hmm. you could literally cut this out of the movie and it wouldn't matter 
The movie, though, overall, there was moments where I had, like, I get all those, like, weird, like, I don't know what they are, like, hair standing on the back of your neck type Mm -hmm. moments. And I got that in this movie at the end. Like, when he's, like, in that clock tower with the guy with the knife. Yeah, right, right. um, He's, like, Rocket Boy or whatever. For some reason, like, I was like, no way, this is happening. And, like, I forgot about it, but it, like, sent, like, yeah, you went flying. And, like, yeah, the violence on that guy, he got destroyed. And then... Yeah, yeah, even at the end too, when he does the green flares after he shoves that huge needle in his heart, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's on his knees with yeah. the flares, like the planes go over his head. It was like, yeah, it's so awesome. over the top. But I was yeah. like, I for this for the time, I love that this exists. Oh, for sure, no, very iconic moments in mm-hmm. this movie that stand out. I mean, like, yeah. but for you know, and the the parts that were in there, they're like cringy and eye rolly, you know, mm-hmm. like when they were on those the the mine cart oh that part i knew you were gonna bring that up yeah that part's yeah the mine cart madness from donkey kong i'm so glad you mentioned that i knew you'd mention that donkey kong (sighs) yeah and he's hanging by one foot yeah no it's just like i i I, it was about five minutes into it happening and i'm like wait why is this happening what's Mm. going on now is this just some callback to like some indiana jones nonsense because that's what it feels like felt like donkey kong yeah like that part i don't that's one of my least favorite parts even as a kid i always hated the minecart part i mean it was short but yeah at least but still hanging by one foot i know and the thing is is i was watching this and i thought to myself they built this set just to have this happen no and this that part's good but we're fine yeah, they would it's do just it for that. dumb. Like, this whole part is dumb. Like, I know. They spent all the money on that. I mean, like, it looks great, but it's a minecart madness from Donkey Kong. Like, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely pointless. And and it, it doesn't damage the film because it's not too long and it's not a major plot point. But, totally. like... Wow. I mean, it's but, just yeah. a way to kill off more of Ed Harris's soldiers. Oh, yeah. Ed Harris, like, yeah, his soldiers. But Ed Harris just in particular, like, yeah, he's on point with his acting. Like, he's not really putting on too much, but it, it goes a long way, like, for Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris. Oh, for sure. He's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, yeah, as, far as, as a kid, I used to think, as a kid, I used to think, too, he was he was my favorite. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like... I wanted more, always. He's... He's not actually a bad guy in the movie. I know. This is the thing. Like he, you, he, they paint him. His, his, they paint his acts. The things that he's trying to do are bad, in 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 a big picture uh, way. But his motivation isn't bad. The way he's doing it isn't bad because no one's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not killing anyone. Mm-hmm. He's he's shooting people with with like sleep darts and stuff. I mean, it's at no point. Yeah, taking over the getting the bomb or whatever. The... Yeah, yeah. At no point is he a bad guy, and he's doing everything by the book. So yeah, that's the thing though. I did like I think I thought that as a kid too. It kind of threw me off. Like, shouldn't he have blown up like some kids? Or, like, shouldn't he have blown up that place? Like, didn't that just show like he didn't have the guts to do it, or he he it was always a bluff, like he said, right? Yeah, that's the thing. That's what he said. You know, it's yeah. like uh, they called our bluff. We're good. The mission's over. Mm-hmm. And that does it. That that's the movie right there. I mean, like, it, it, but but it's all of his stupid friends 
that perpetuate the nonsense mm-hmm. in that, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he, but yeah, like seriously, Ed Harris, that guy, I mean, come on, that guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's amazing. You got to see that movie or rewatch it. If you've seen it, we'll talk about it on the podcast eventually the behind enemy lines with when he's the sniper. Right. So yeah. Good. No, that's, that's high on my list of yeah. watching. I mean, like, cause he's just so good. Like so good. Yeah. And you forget, like, that's the thing. Like, you, you just mention things like, mention Ed Harris now, and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, what was he in, you know? And then mm. you go, just go to his IMTB and scroll down, and you'd just be like, oh, yeah, no, he's in everything. <laughs> yeah, from that time. And he yeah, was such time. an under, I don't know if people loved him as much as I did, but as a kid, I thought, like, I could tell his acting was brilliant when I was 10 years old. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. How come he's not my dad, this overconfident guy? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. no. Um, like, there's so many weird things in this movie. Like, yeah, they get, they get Nick Cage to join their secret team because they need, like, a chemical weapon expert because they have these weird rockets that look like anal beads. I don't even know if I can put that on the podcast, but I don't have to bleep it out. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. green little beads that are, like, this poison that's in the rockets, and he's a specialist, so they call him in, and they have to get... Sean Connery out of jail because he escaped from Alcatraz. This all takes place on Alcatraz. They have like, you know, locked down Alcatraz and they have people that were on a tour guide locked up as hostages. So, you know, what like the whole come together at the beginning there is... Oh, it, it was it was quickly cobbled together. All of these, uh-huh. all of the reasoning behind all of yeah, this was okay. just <laughs> nonsense. Because, it, you know, like uh, you know, only one man can break into Alcatraz. And yeah, then, you know, Sean Connery. Okay, only one man can defuse these rockets. Nick Cage. Okay, Nick Cage. So, speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's it's a lot of only one man can do this scenario mm-hmm. and. No. And it's it's the whole movie rests on that, right? You know, so. it's funny too. Like when he's in, like when they get him out of jail, Sean Connery, and they clean him up at that hotel room. There's that gay guy, and like you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like gay, gay oh. back in 1996, and he's yep. in a dresser. It's like, oh, I know. It's just so that was just so cringy. It's like, oh my god, this would never fly now. He's never. like, I don't care what you did to those men. He's like, I just want to know if you like your haircut. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just, yeah, I know. That was, like, it's just more of a sign of the times of that movie, like. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like, just a one-man show, one-man army. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I guess what, he escapes Nicholas Kate like, from that hotel, then, yeah, it leads into the huge car scene, right? The car chase. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one uh, stupid situation to the next in the first a third of the movie. Like, that's just... The setup is so cornball, but the payoff is so much more worth it than the setup. Like, you have to sit through that nonsense, like the whole overacting Nick Cage. Like, he's really, really, in the first third of this movie, he's really, like, I guess he's just being Nicolas Cage. But yeah, I mean, no, he but he, but he does the over-the-top like. Nick Cage, but then, like, yeah, when they're in the helicopter before, he goes with the army to uh, Alcatraz. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Before they go to Alcatraz, like I start, like yeah, I noticed that like he was putting it on more at the beginning because he starts to, like show the character like he's actually getting scared. You know what I mean? He's not so yeah. overconfident and silly, but it's like in done in such an over the top Nick Cage way. Yeah, like while he's comfortable in the first part of the movie doing what he's doing, as soon as he's, he's taken out of his comfort zone, he's he's 
much more of a understandable character. Like, totally. it's 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 weird how that works, but yeah, I'm gonna have to like see more Nicolas Cage just to be like, okay, I yeah, no, he's always like this. this no, that's what I mean. Like, if you didn't grow up, like, yeah, like if you want to, like, we, this is expect. This is a Jim Carrey. Like for me as a kid, like Nick Cage, like or Nick Cage, like this stuff, like you expected this. Like you know, you, I thought he was acting normal as a kid when right. I saw this. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? I was like, oh, I hope I'm just as, uh, you know, as normal as Nick Cage in this movie. He's a guy with a science job and stuff, you know? <laughs> but no, he's acting, yeah, it's so, like, cagey. Like, the people name it cagey, they say it's cagey, you know, it's part of it. But like you said, exploring other movies will give you, you know, more of an understanding or appreciation. I think that's what, for me, because I was like, I was in the Nick Cage time. Like, they, there's 10 movies out, you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. He was the man of that hmm. time. I mean, yeah. you know, he just, he, he was the go-to guy if you wanted a Nick Cage guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, it's, I, I just forgot, you know, I'm, I'm totally, I, I just, you know, like him, movies that he's in aren't the kind of movies I want to see, you know, so mm-hmm. like, I, I, my, my Nick Cage experience is not as, as, you know, say, uh, uh, as much as my Sean Connery experience, right. it's way more than my Nick Cage experience. See, that's so funny, because that, that's, that's what I'm saying, it reminded me of me and you, because the, I'm, like I know I'm like grew up on the cage and you grew up on yeah exactly. John Connery. It's hilarious. Yeah. It makes me laugh. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, like you said, like there's so the other things. The another part of the movie, I thought, like you know, after they do like yeah, they're you know all the mercenary. That's kind of cool too. When like I guess they're with the Americans and they go into they get kind of like lured into a trap in that room, mm-hmm. and they actually do murder all those people. Like the yeah. guns, the action is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, that's one of those scenes where, you know, Ed, the Ed Harris character, uh, whatever his name yeah. or Hummel or whatever his name was, that's where he, like, kind of, like, he was cho- he was kind of choked that that, ha- that happened because he mm-hmm. didn't want anyone to get hurt. Right? Yeah. You know, this is the thing. Like, he, he only shot one guy in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. No, I know. He, and that was right at the end. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that scene, like, yeah, he doesn't want it to happen. And then, you, yeah, you see him kind of, like, being like, no, no, like, people are getting shot. Like, you're, like, the, I guess they did it for more of, like, to simp- like, or whatever. Well, it's the moment, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's the moment where you can see the difference between him and his men, right? His men are bloodthirsty. You know, they, they're in it for the money. They don't believe in the in the actual, like, cause that he's going for they're just like you know they're not as focused as he is you know like he's like mm-hmm. stop fire and stop fire and everyone just keeps firing and you know like nobody he's things are out of his out of control at that point you know mm-hmm. so yeah no totally like i i'd agree yeah. Like yeah, he he's it's out of control. You see the yeah the dynamic between them shift, and yeah, it's even good. Like at the end, like when you know Nick Cage, they find them and they like they disarm some of the rockets. They're looking for more, and like yeah, the 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 he's having with his mercenaries uh, Ed Harris. Like they, you know everyone starts turning on each other because his you know a lot of the people on his team they want to like actually like kill people because they want to like you know get paid or whatever. Yeah yeah yeah. They carry out the orders, but yeah, and when they all like have the guns to each other and stuff it's pretty good oh, oh for sure the whole the, team turns on each other at the very yeah, end yeah the old mexican standoff as it mm-hmm. were it's it's yeah. kind of it, you know it's kind of funny 
And I mean, it just shows like the kind of uh, things that they allow happen in a movie where it's like the, the Nicolas Cage and, and, and Sean Connery literally sneak up to these guys having this conversation. They're like literally looking through the window of the next room. They're like in the same room as all hmm. these bad guys. Whereas early on in the movie, there's like, uh, you know, motion detectors and this, that and the other. Nobody would ever get near any of these guys. Hmm. And then by the end, Sean Connery and uh, Nicolas Cage have literally just snuck up on the main dudes in the whole show mm-hmm. like because yeah, they're just heavily distracted i guess exactly yeah 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 exactly own like mutiny or whatever and like yeah. yeah it's yeah it comes down to it where they yeah they all fire on each other and yeah ed harris dies from that and <laughs> but nick cage asked him where's the last uh rocket and it's on the lighthouse like we said earlier yeah. when he's up there and he yeah. shoots that guy out the window with the rocket and i know <laughs> the part at the end too when he gets the little bead or whatever the green little bead and he like you know when he shoves it in the homie's mouth and punches it i always thought that was so cool as a kid like he, he cracked that like poisonous like stuff in his face yeah yeah no i know and that whole part where he has you know he has that bead in his hand and he's like running with it and jumping mm. through mm. walls and mm. getting shot at and yeah he puts, puts it in his pocket. pocket and then yeah. he's in like a fist fight with the guy the whole yeah. time you're thinking Getting thrown through this a window is so bad like yeah. this this like i was freaking out like uh, this i know th- oh no there's that poisonous bead in his pocket i know, like, I know. and like you know when he puts the beads like in that drain he could right, easily yeah. just put the loose one on top couldn't he have oh, well. or no or was it more safer to keep in his pocket and throw people through windows or whatever? Like, yeah, I think that's probably what it is. You know, he's the expert, not us. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole the whole bomb and like how it just like yeah melts people's faces and all that that the stuff that they're bluffing to blow up uh, San Francisco with. Yeah, I mean they they set that up really good in the beginning when Ed Harris and his team heisted those missiles. Like I really thought that that was good. It's like that shows you that they mean business, and you kind of think, oh Jesus, Ed Harris is a bad guy. He wants to melt people, and then like you know, in reality, it's he doesn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He actually doesn't. And the, but you know the whole patriotic like I want these men who were forgotten in you know Desert mm-hmm. Storm or whatever to get. Yeah. I wanted their families to get paid out mm-hmm. for for you know for just being dishonored. Mm-hmm. I think that that is very. I mean that is a loose way of making this motivation to, for this guy to do this. Like it's. It's just feels so like it's so patriotic that it just feels like it's just there as kind of like some kind of like patriotic message to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. all right, everybody, you know, like these soldiers are dying. Everyone in the audience should respect that. Let's let's come out of this movie with, a, you know, a message in your heart. Like, <laughs> yeah, that people died and didn't get paid out. You know, they're <laughs> yeah, America. Like, like, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of flag waving going on mm-hmm. in here. And that real patriotic music that happens when. Yeah. Happening, yeah. Like, helicopters flying in and it's all Mm -hmm. yeah it's a breakdown i don't mind it because like i yeah like i grew up on very patriotic american uh (laughs) like when i was a kid before 9 11 and all that you know like america like it was just like it was the land of like opportunity and like they put on this show like as a kid it was really impressionable as a canadian right but Mm -hmm. because you just you you weren't living it but it was shoved down your throat and you kind of were like man why is it feel so over the top right but yeah. yeah, it plays into those tropes for this type of movie being a Hollywood American movie, right? Like, they, of course, they would throw that in there back in the 90s, 96, you know? Oh, for sure. 
But overall, like, yeah, the Ed Harris, um, Sean Connery, even Nick Cage, I'd say all everyone puts on a decent show in this movie. It's not like they did, did a bad job. You know, it's just the script is the script. And Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They did a really good job. I mean, like I said, Sean Connery, he could sleepwalk his way through this kind of a movie. And mm-hmm. he, he really, like, he is the epitome of the old tough guy, right? Like, totally. he, you, you, cool. he just totally, like, and the way that he just um, handles situations without even flinching. Like, he just, he's mm-hmm. seen it all reacting like to to situations he's just he's just comfortable like and you know nick nick, nick cage is freaking out <laughs> he's the young guy he doesn't know what to do and it's just it's the, the they're great like in their roles the they're it's everything's really appropriate as far as that's concerned and i mean like mm-hmm. same with ed harris you stick him in a in a military uniform and it's like okay well you know he doesn't really need to act it feels like. i know it's like both like it's strong it's weird this movie too that you know the older males and then nick cage and stuff mm-hmm. right but um mm-hmm. it's just yeah no it's it's done well like the movie yeah it has its flaws the minecart scene the mindless chasing a few like over the top like down near like just repetitive like um you know like story stuff they're trying to get through with the daughter and just too much like don't yeah mention it but don't explain it a thousand times like if we take something from it we take something from it if we don't we don't right just over the top uh story over the top you know some of the action but overall like the acting's on point and yeah there's the good parts like the last third of the movie i wish that was i wish they kind of kind of you know without the minecart part i wish they kind of had more of that like where they're actually kind of like buddy buddying and like actually working off each other more mm-hmm. yeah you needed the first two thirds of the movie in order to get to the last third mm-hmm. and that's the problem you know mm-hmm. like is that they needed to shoehorn a whole bunch of stuff in there b- before it ended up getting good mm-hmm. and i mean th- it, at it's kind of like it almost feels like when you look at it and it's like two hours and 11 minutes, you're like, man, this movie doesn't need to be that long, but mm-hmm. it actually does need to be that. Like they could have, mm-hmm. sure, they could have taken the car chase out of it. That's pretty well. And the cart part, right? And the right. cart part. I mean, but they would have ended up putting another part in there anyway. Mm-hmm. But like it, they, cutting the car chase out, what, that takes 10 minutes out of the movie. It needed to be a two hour film. Mm-hmm. Which is rare for a 90s movie. They're usually an hour and a half. Like, yeah, no, it, so, I mean, it felt long as a kid, this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, they needed that that time to set this entire thing up. And, you know, I'm I'm glad I watched it. It's just that, like, wow, like, I had to I had to take anti-cringe medicine for the first third of it before, mm-hmm. just to get through it, like, just to get through it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not used to that cage-level acting. Yeah, no, I kind of am. So it's like, yeah, like it was like I just it was like trip down memory lane, like getting all these silly feelings, and like you know, like I saw this movie when I was like ten, you know. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's sure. like hilarious, and like yeah, Nick, it just it was a it was a time, it was an era, it was part of that decade, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, Nick was on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wraps up another week's podcast thanks for checking out the podcast um yeah hope you enjoyed this i know all those uh new york toy fair uh reveals just all came out i'll probably be doing a trans topic on that as well and then yeah me and grub gun will be covering some of those in the next podcast so um yeah look forward to that uh yeah thanks again grub gun for co-hosting thanks go check him out on uh twitter um youtube and all that links down below also special thanks uh who did the little dolphin uh logo 
for me, Princess Rexelia. Once again, go follow her on Instagram. I'll have her links down below. Awesome little artist. She'll be doing more art for me and tons of stuff. So she's part of the little crew. Check out Spider Layers podcast and their Twitter. Um, I'll leave the links down below as well. But um, yeah, really hit them with a follow on their stuff. I'll leave their links down below. It really mean a lot to me and everyone that supports me. I'm trying to support them back and yeah, bring everyone together. But yeah, that wraps it up on another fun week. VHS and Memories made a comeback. Transformers news, all that stuff. Lots of stuff planned for the future. This is only episode 16. This is barely being, st- this is still being, uh, you know, worked on and seeing where things will go. But I appreciate you all so much. Thank you. F- um, get this to 100 views. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share the podcast. Um, really means the world to me. And yeah, we're just trying to grow and you know celebrate nerdy and silly things and yeah just be ourselves no matter what that is so um stay strong stay safe stay positive and thanks for listening take care everybody see you on the next one